The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all, and welcome to this very special edition of the TWBC Podcast. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and uh, glad uh, once again uh, to have your uh, your consistent support. All right, uh, Moomba, just around the corner. We are in the month of March, and uh, the first uh, first major pro event of the season is, uh, is upon us. And uh, I have a very special guest uh, that I'll get to speak to. He is one of the announcers, if not the main announcer, at uh, at Moomba on the Yarra River and has uh, and has fulfilled that role for the last uh, few seasons. It is uh, Jared Fioro. How are you, do- how are you doing? Yeah, very good, Tony. Thanks very much for having me. Okay, uh, did I manage to get the last name right? I think no, it's one of the things everyone gets it wrong. Even people that know me get it wrong. It's just Faro. It's nice and basic, so but that's fine. Okay, Faro. Okay, all right then. So with that out the way, let's uh, let, let's continue on. Uh, Moomba Masters uh, just uh, just a few days away. Uh, I mean, this must this time of year for for any for anyone that's fulfilling your your role uh, in tournament water skiing. So far as announcing, uh, must think that this is Christmas, right? Oh, it's you know what, Tony? We're we're three days out, and it's it, it is. It feels like Christmas every year. I know Glenn Williams every year says Moomba Monday. It feels like Christmas to him, and just the whole Moomba. Unless you've been there and you've experienced it, Moomba's just something different. Um, yeah, it definitely does. It's this time of year. It's good for us here in Australia, being it's the heading towards the end of our season. So our juniors and our open skiers are ready, and they're primed to to, to make a big hit on the big stage. And yeah, it's it, it's awesome. All right then. So uh, so with so with that in mind, uh, kind of kind of give us a little bit of a, of a behind the scenes uh, deal of uh, as, as to what you do. I mean, because uh, I mean, a lot of people know what I do. Uh, I mean, with the, with TWBC traveling in the world and what have you know. But I mean, you you've got you, you've got Moomba, which is which is almost an entirely different uh, kettle of fish so far as where it takes place uh, a, a flowing a flowing river which could have tides uh, uh, come in and completely destroy the place in a, in a few seconds and then you've got the whole festival atmosphere you've got oh a man alive i mean i i, I tell you what i wish i wish i was there at the mo- at the moment getting ready for this tournament but i mean uh, there's there's certainly a lot that goes into uh, to making the Moomba masters a, a success that it always has been year after year Oh, it does. And Darren Robertson does a great job um, just coordinating the entire event. Basically, as soon as 2022 finished, he's straight back a couple of weeks after Moomba and they're already preparing for 2023. So he basically, Darren's the uh, president of the Victorian Water Ski Association. He looks after all of the uh, basically running of the event. And yeah, so he spends t- that, that time setting up the site and getting the uh, council approval this year we've actually been knocked back a day so normally we start juniors wednesday thursday and then the open start friday all the way through to monday but unfortunately this year melbourne city council have have adjusted it and we've actually only got thursdays we're running juniors thursday and friday and then the opens are going to go 
um, from Saturday through to Monday. So I might explain that a little bit later. But then, of course, you've got Fran Hines who sits in the background and she sort of just uh, coordinates a lot of the skiers and a lot of the, the bits and pieces, the stuff that Darren doesn't want to do. Um, I help a little bit with um, with entries. So I put up the, the tribe booking entry forms and, and help where I can with the entries. And then, then when it comes down to sort of the, the, the last couple of weeks, it's organising trying to get guys to get their bios sorted and make sure that we've got all the, the all the right things for the webcast and making sure that that um, that we're ready to go once uh, once Thursday comes along Wednesday or Thursday comes along that we've got the information in the commentary box to be able to give give not only the the people on the webcast but when you've got 20 or 30,000 people um, lining the banks of the Yarra you want to keep them as much informed as you can so yeah that's that's sort of my role and then this year we've got um, Glenn Williams from New Zealand has helped me in commentary, and then we'll also have Rob Wing, who's been a um, been around for a bit, been around for a while too. And Tony, maybe you never know, mate. Maybe next year we can uh, we can work something and get you over here too. Yeah, that would be a dream come true for me. That much, that much I can tell you. But you touched upon something there, interesting in your response uh, that it that that the actual staging of the Moomin Masters, you know, you know, from, from the sounds of it, I mean, with the negotiations that you have to make with the Melbourne City Council, it isn't always a guaranteed that the the, the tournament runs. It it would seem. Oh, that's that's one of the things a lot of people don't understand about the tournament itself. Um, we get. A particular water time so from when like as i said we used to have wednesday thursday friday through to monday and if we don't fill that time the council goes well you're wasting water we're going to take it off you so we need to basically maximize every second and wayne bryant and all of the organizers do a great job in the way and bruce coburn do a great job in the way that they organize basically to the second we're literally running it towards when it gets to six o'clock when it's juniors there might be three skiers left with 12 minutes to go and we are racing because we cannot be a minute over time we need to be running to that exact schedule so it's 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 tough and like even the setup of the site people don't get um i know toby daff some of you may know who he is he's one of the technical coordinators and setting up all the cameras and and all the in course and the rest of it um he's been down there since monday since yesterday just trying to get the infrastructure in just to be able to run a, a l-rated tournament for tricks but yeah it it, it takes uh, it takes an army to get to get member on yeah, I mean, it's a, it certainly sounds like an uphill struggle, you know. And one, and one, one of the things that uh, that that sets Moomba apart from a lot of tournaments. I mean, I mean, you touched upon it. I mean, it's like organised to the second. So I mean, so I mean, if a skier is in the middle of the course and there happens to be a runoff ensuing to either in, uh, for, for the skier to get into the next round or to actually win the event or what have you. I mean, you've got you you've got those little tiny boats there, those little flat top boats. To to, to to whisk the skier in and get and get him or her uh, back uh, back into position as quickly as possible because because I mean because I mean because I mean time is is of the imperative there right oh it is and you know what it it the course crew guys that's it's what they can do in a matter of five minutes changing it from a slalom course to a jump course the the pickup crew um, all the guys are helping the pickup just getting out there grabbing a skier and the other thing too you mentioned it before about the tides like you might have a skier fall at let's say three ball which is right in front of where the jump start dock is if the tide's going out towards the city or back out into port Phillip bay 
by the time the pickup boat even knows, he's already at four ball. By the time they pick <laughs> up that skier, they might be at five ball. So, um, yeah, that current runs, especially at high tide going out, it runs really fast. And it, it's so hard to show people that on the webcast. People can see it on the banks, but, yeah, on the webcast, it's hard, it's so hard to um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me um, to showcase that. Okay, it sounds like that you might have to preemptively uh, dose up on some lozenges a little bit before the uh, before the commentary for Moomba. But I think a few years ago we we got a, we got a really good look at what happened whenever the king tide uh, comes into play. You know, because I think I think it was like Thomas de Gasperi actually won Moomba slalom that year was was in the middle. I think of the of either the quarter or the semifinals, and you no, know, we were just halfway down the course, and then you saw bits of buoys and jumps and docks and start flowing the other uh, other way and i mean it can it can turn from skier ball to just downright you know <laughs> awful in in just moments <clears throat> yeah exactly i mean the arrow starts a long way back from melbourne and i don't know what i've got in my throat here tony sorry i just <clears throat> it's okay God, it's hope okay. this doesn't happen Hope this doesn't happen next week. Um, yeah, like the Yarra starts a long way back um, from the actual city of Melbourne. So if there is heavy rain north of the city, that water will end up into the Yarra and feed all the way down into basically into the ski site and then out towards the bay. So, yeah, it's, it, it throws up its challenges. We've had everything from, from sticks and logs to we've had a fridge go down. We've had uh, furniture go down. It's yeah, it's oh. just it's just crazy what can happen. Um, and as I said, it's one of those tournaments that you don't know what's going to happen until you're there. Things could be looking perfect, and we could be going and heading directly on schedule. All of a sudden, um, like I think three or four years ago, we had a a boat come through. Um, one of the the river cruise boats came through, mm-hmm. and it took out one of the wires. So then all of a sudden we get thrown into chaos because we've got to fix that wire. They've got to go back and they've got to go and try and replace the wire because the course is actually all crosswise. Uh-huh. Which again can make a lot of um, can make a lot of challenges with trying to, to make sure the course stays straight. But yeah, it's just it's it is it's Moomba, it is what it is. We had another oh probably you know, it might have been four years ago again. So again, being a public river, we had a number of rowers. A lot of the a lot of the schools, the Melbourne schools, have rowing clubs just around the corner where we drop at the city end. And yeah, so during the during the normal every day, there's hundreds and hundreds of rowing boats going up and down the Yarra. And this one particular year, one of the boats was rowing down, and I don't understand how they didn't see a big red jump ramp in the middle of the Yarra. But they were were rowing backwards and actually hit directly into the back of the jump. Oh wow! And punctured the the flotation device in the front of the jump. So it started so then sinking. That then, correct. So then that then threw. It was right before the juniors in the morning was about to start. So then all of a sudden, we got the course crew guys trying to fix the the ramp, trying to get that float and trying to get the the water out of the flotations. And uh, yeah, it was just that was that was a chaotic that was a chaotic moment that one. But um, basically, the king tides can happen. Um, stuff can come down and catch wires, and yeah, it's 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 just crazy the things that can happen at, at Moomba. 
and everyone's got to be like a MacGyver or something like that, you know, with a with a with a with a solution and a, and and the ability to like think on their feet and uh, and rise to any challenge that uh, comes along. So I mean, yeah, you, exactly. You mentioned you mentioned the Yarra uh, uh, be, being one of the challenges, but but what about some of the uh, other challenges that uh, that come into play? Obviously, you've got the crowds and that kind of stuff that like that like number it number in the thousands and everything, you know. And you've got admission and everything, so I mean, take us through take us through some of that, you know, because I mean, you're you're front and center for a lot of that, being being the main announcer for Moomba. Yeah, look, as I said, anything can sort of happen. So there's always contingencies in place, and 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 Bruce does a lot of the scheduling of this. Bruce Coburn does a lot of the scheduling on the skiers. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you get we get birds, we get boat, we get sometimes we get boat issues. A lot of people don't realize when you've got. With the festival, the Moomba Festival, so we're talking about it, it runs all through the Botanical Gardens on the other side of the river as well. There's all rides and carnival rides and everything. So you might have at any one stage hundred to 200,000 people around that similar area. So with everyone on their mobile phones and doing things, the bandwidth gets taken up. So we, have, we can have internet issues. We're lucky we now have a dedicated internet source, but it's just yeah that that's another another factor you get birds you get we're kind of lucky where moomba is that the wind is not really a factor if the wind's coming basically if it comes straight up and down the river it's it can be blown out um which we don't normally get the wind normally doesn't come from that direction so it's kind of protected um but yeah we, there's there's wildlife we have a number and the skiers hate it because there's a number of swans that float around and they can get, I don't know if you've ever been in uh, in, in, in tow and eye to eye with a swan, but they can be pretty aggressive at times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been toe to toe with a swan. I mean, uh, in my formative days of skiing over at Fort Park, uh, right at, right outside London, uh, Chertsey, you know, I mean, I mean, the whole place is like festooned with either uh, Canadian geese or swans. And, you, and, and you know, you obviously, you obviously know that swans are a protected uh, animal yeah. uh, in, in the United Kingdom, you know. So, I mean, they, they, they can get as good as they can get themselves, but, I mean, you can't exactly tussle with it with a swan otherwise do you have the law on you yeah exactly right and then of course then when you get down to to night jump like normally a night jump is it's dark of course and then you've got some lights up but with moomba it's fairly well lit but then you've also got the lights of the the carnival going on we've got fireworks that happen at 9 30 every night so that then throws the night schedule into 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 the challenges that it has and yeah, look, as I said, it's there's just there's so many things that can pop up. You try and be you try and be as organized as you can when these things happen, but as I said, the, the guys do a great job um, on the back end of, of managing managing time, not only a skiing time, but managing any issues that happen. All right. Uh let, let's try and go a little bit with what you with, with your particular role as the, uh, as as the announcer. You're announcing with with Rob Wing and uh, uh, and uh, is it is it is it Curtis Glenn uh, Glenn. Glenn. Glenn, who's uh, who's doing the commentary with with you. So, so how does that schedule resolve? I mean, you you um, meet up before the tournament and said you you do this event, you do this event. We change over and that that kind of stuff. The good thing what we try and do, especially with five days. Um, it's you, you don't want to be doing too much and they're literally now we're, we're talking 14 hour days so we try and break it up where we can 
Um, as you know, Tony, that commentary is not an easy gig, and a lot of people don't want to do it on that on such a big stage as what Moomba is. I'd be happy to take another three or four commentators if they really wanted to put their hand up. Um, that's where we try and get some of the skiers involved too. But yeah, Glenn, Rob, and I will sit down on um, on Thursday. Um, we'll go through sort of the, the the listings, and then sort of go, yeah, all right, well, we'll put yeah Rob and Glenn in that role. I'll jump in and I'll do this. We try and do event by event. We don't want to try and cut, chop and change out events, a bit like what the skiers are. Um, so, yeah, we just try and manage whatever we can sort of manage along the way and, as I said, then utilise some of the, the skiers that like to get up and help us and, yeah. All right, then. Let's go to the actual event itself. I mean, I actually have the information uh, pulled up from moombamasters.com.au. Uh, that's always a good site to to, uh, to check out uh, the information. And there's also a link to the webcast uh, on that page. So let's let's go straight. Let's go straight ahead and uh, and see what we got for men's line. I mean, obviously. Obviously, ahead and breadth of everyone else in the field is quite possibly Nate Smith there, the current world champion. You've got the likes of Freddie Winter and Thomas Gatsby. But let's look look towards the bottom of the list. And I see a battle of redemption between the likes of Nicholas uh, of Lucas Cornell going up against Nicholas Nelson. Uh, both of them were involved in that runoff at the Junior World Championship in Chile not, of, uh, not too long ago. So, uh, so that could that could be a a battle royal uh, right at right at the early stage in the competition. And hey, even to add to that, Charlie Ross will be wanting redemption too from Junior Worlds. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh, you look at some of these names and, and you look at where they're ranked, and and of course, remember being a seated event, Charlie seated sixth. So he's going to be he's going to be ready to try and put out a big score. His first time to Moomba. Um, as I said, um, Lucas has been at Moomba before. He knows the site. He's an Aussie. He's going to have the backing of the crowd too. And then um, Nicholas Nelson. Who knows, mate? It could, it could that junior that junior competition. It, we talk about open men slalom, but you go back to that junior competition with those three battling for for first, second, and third. That's just going to set those boys up for every chance to make it through to Moomba Monday on that final. All right, then. One skier that I want to highlight before we move on to our next event is Joe Howley. I mean, because uh, I mean, I mean, he's look, he's looking to try and reestablish himself among the the, the top uh, uh, the top blokes up there in uh, in in men's slalom, and he, he's he's got oh, oh, he's got he's got some 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 uh, uh, jacked up uh, uh, setup so far as his front pining is concerned. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you have to you have to screw it into screw it down to get him in and and get the screws to get him out. You know, I mean, it's uh, I mean, whatever it takes, I suppose. I've spoken to him numerous times, Tony, and I said, Joel, there has to be a better way. And he goes, Jared, that's exactly how, that's how I feel comfortable. I'm like, well, okay, if that's how you feel comfortable, by all means. But yeah, you'll see him on the dock, and we, we highlight a little bit through the through the webcast when when he's taking his bindings off, especially if he comes back to that that centre dock. And yeah, he gets his Dewalt tools out, and he he undoes the undoes the screws and undoes the bolts, and and gets himself out of those bindings, but. Joel's one of those people, when it comes to Moomba time, there's a couple of key athletes that, that the crowd know, and we'll touch base a little bit about Jacinta, I'm assuming a little bit later, mm-hmm. but when it comes to to Joel, when it comes to Nick Adams, um, these guys who have been around a long time, the crowd know who they are. So 
the crowd really get behind him. And the support crew that Joel in particular has that come down from Queensland is just phenomenal. They'll be screaming on the on the far bank. They'll be screaming on the close bank. They'll be screaming from everywhere. They'll be screaming from the, the Ferris wheel. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. But, yeah, he has such a great support crew, as all the Aussies do. And that's, um, I guess that's one thing, being uh, Melbourne being the sporting capital of Australia, if not the world. But um, we always do get behind our athletes. And, yeah, look, who knows? Joel could Joel could pop one out of the bag and, and nudge a spot on the podium. But, Tony, we go back. As you said before, Nate Smith, you, if I was a betting man, I'd be putting I'd, – I'd nearly go and put my house on Nate to win this year after what he did last year, breaking the course record, running 10-2-5. It still gives – I'm getting goosebumps now of still um, being there and witnessing and commentating that run at 10-2-5. It was just something spe- – I don't think you would ever think – that someone would ever run ten two five on the on the Yarra, but yeah, he, he ended up doing it. So indeed, indeed, and of it, and obviously backed it up with a number of similar scores uh, throughout the remainder of the season in the Northern Hemisphere as well. So we look out uh, for for more of that on the Yarra this time around. Uh, let Let's go to women. Uh, Whitney McClintock Reaney, the top seed, and uh, and as you mentioned, uh, the Aussies uh, get behind their folks, and the number two seed Vanessa Veek will no doubt uh, uh, be. Uh, be be feeling uh, quite a bit of that uh, when she gets out on the water. Yeah, it'd be a bit of pressure on Vanessa this year. Um, Whitney, of course, she's had a she had a good uh, preparation to Moomba. I see a few videos out there of her running back to back thirty eights and and doing the rest of it. But yeah, um, Vanessa, she's a competitor. She just wants to win. She wants to do it again. She was so. I, I remember seeing her face, and uh, when I interviewed her um, when she when she won last year. Her face and the emotion that, that just poured out of her was just unbelievable. But again, we talk about redemption. Does Whitney want to uh, redeem herself here in 2023? You got page two. Is Paige going to take a book? Maybe you could see Whitney one, page two. Um, you've got Neely, who also is going to want to be up there um, to, to battle for that title. But yeah, I think women's slalom is probably going to be closer than what than what we've ever seen. Indeed. Indeed, you know, and you mentioned Whitney and you mentioned Paige, you know, and uh, and, and, and for those and for those of you who don't know, I actually interviewed uh, Whitney McClintock-Reaney and Matt Reaney uh, during the Pan American Water Ski Championships and asked him about the family and family rivalry between those two competitors. And Matt just uh, plainly said, you know, it, it, it's a win-win, you know, no, mat- no matter who comes away with the, with, the, with, with the first prize or a podium spot or, or, or a little bit of money out of out of the equation here on the Yarra River you know so uh, so yeah it's it's going to be great to see them uh, tussle it out uh, let let me let me have a look and uh, see who else uh, could well pop you know what though Tony looking at looking at the numbers I mean we get to see um a lot of people enter a lot of people don't realize it Moomba is, is an invitational event. Oh yeah! But anyone anyone can put through an intent to enter. So then, when it comes to selection time at the sort of end of January, we pick basically off the world ranking lists the top whoever we can fit in to the schedule. Basically, as I said before, the scheduling issues. And I think men's slalom this year, um, Gustavo Kretschmer from Chile is the last in, and I think he has a score somewhere on. It might be two, one and a half or two at 10.7. So the cut to get in to Moomba with 24 skiers is two at 
Yeah, that that it that's is, pretty it incredible. It is by far, it is by far the best cut that we've had across all the events. We were thinking going back into December. Uh, Wayne Bryan and I were talking about entries, and people are a little bit slow about getting Moomba entries in because, again, people don't understand this, but the money that comes in from the entry forms is what basically pays to run the entire event. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try and get entries and know who people who is going to be entered into the event prior to January. So we have a bit of an idea on gauge on numbers. And it got to about halfway through December, and Wayne and I spoke, and we're like, geez, numbers aren't looking great for Moomba this year. We haven't got that. We haven't got this person. We haven't got this person. Then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but by halfway through January, um, we're looking down the list going, geez, we've we've got it. This is the best field we've ever had at Moomba. <laughs> when you look at some of the numbers but and, oh, and wow. some of the skiers that are coming. So, yeah, we're definitely going to be in for a, for a big – and competitive Moomba here in twenty three. Yes, indeed, and uh, and just and and as I was saying, looking down the name, there there is one name that I'm looking looking to see if she can uh, cut, uh, launch a little bit of a comeback, and that's Sadie Ferguson, uh, who's been who's been struggling a little bit with injuries over the uh, the la- last couple of seasons. In- injured herself, I think, prior to the Junior World Championships uh, uh, in twenty twenty one or some, uh, something like that, yeah. but still skied in the final. And you know, I mean. I mean, bless her cotton socks. I mean, she tr- she tried her best and couldn't conjure up the performance that she really, truly wanted it to. But I mean, a fair play on her for it for even trying, you know. Yeah, I mean, Sadie's been over. She's actually over in WA at the moment skiing with Ryan Green and Ryan and Sarah Green. So she's going to be prepped and ready to go for slalom. Um, she's not she's not jumping. Um, she's not jumping this year. Uh, I, I don't even think she made the trick cut either. Um, so she'll she'll just be focusing on slalom. Yeah, as I said. Moomba, anything can happen. You can be, you can be in the second series or the second seeds, second seed group of skiers, and still make it through, um, still make it through to the to the semifinals. That's another thing I didn't mention before, Tony. Just about twenty three. Normally, with that extra day, we get um, three, basically every event in the opens get three rounds. You get the elimination round, we then have a semifinal, and then we have the eight men and six women finals. This year, because of the the scheduling, um, losing the day, we're basically going from a semi-final through to finals, except for men's and women's slalom. Wow, that that is that is so incredible. It's it's going to be a lot tougher. Indeed, indeed, certainly, certainly, uh, the the cuts are can be brutal on the Yarra River. You know, I mean, I mean one, I mean one minute you're doing well and it looks like you're off to the races and. Then something out the blue uh, just just pops up and just denies you, you know. I mean, in a split second, you know, it 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 can be that unpredictable. And that was kind of the thing when we had the three rounds, like men's slalom. You could sort of you know that the first cut would be somewhere around maybe two at eleven, two at thirty eight, something like that. It'll get you through to the semifinals, the fifteen person semifinals, but. Yeah, especially you look at tricks now. You're going from basically women's tricks. We've got 15 women's trickers going into a final of six. So it's a pretty hefty cut. And I said, you make a mistake. Sometimes you can use that first elimination round to sort of get yourself not a familiarization set, but you can sort of set yourself up to feel what the arrow feels like. Um, but this year, especially for tricks and for jump, it's going to be hell for leather just to get uh, to get a score on the board to get you through to the final. 
Indeed, indeed. And you speak about tricks. Uh, P- uh, Pato Font uh, looks, uh, looks, looks to be head and shoulders above the rest of them. But I mean, so many young competitors in the men's tricks event. I mean, there's Martin Labra, the world overall junior overall champion, Matias Gonzalez, the, the junior uh, world uh, boys, boys tricking champion. You've got Tobias Georges, Robert Hazelwood trying to launch, uh, re- relaunch his uh, overall credentials as well when trying to get onto the, uh, the British team and uh, and make it uh, make it to the World Championships as an overall skier and uh, and bump up their their team team scores towards the latter portion of the season, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean the the, the list of trickers looks uh, looks uh, definitely looks a highly competitive one. Yeah, and I think I think as I just said before, um, without though without that original practice round going from a from a elimination straight to a final or a semi-final straight to a final, I think you're going to see Martin and Mateus really, with their, with their two practice sets, well, not practice sets, but their two familiarisation sets in the junior boys' tricks, I think is really going to help them cement a spot up that top of that, uh, up the top of the tricks uh, leaderboard, I reckon. I think that's that's such an advantage to have for those juniors to have that 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 set up in on Thursday Friday. Do you get much? But feed- as you said, do you get much feedback from the skiers? I mean, as to uh, as to how much of a, of a difference uh, the current has in terms of their performances. I mean, because mm-hmm. of of obviously with slalom, it's it's going to pose immense challenges and jump as well. Trick seems to be the one that is least effective by that, or or so it may seem. Well, the boat that they tend to um, have to adjust the boat a lot more. So, with the water being sort of it's it's a mixture. It's a bit of a brackish water. It's sort of a mixture of salt and fresh water. So it's quite buoyant. Um, so there's a lot of adjustments with um, the wakes because it can actually be the river can be quite deep when it comes to high tide. So it could be different from each set. So you might have your set you might have your settings dialed in for round one when it's a low tide. But for tricks, you might have to adjust that wake setting for high tide. You might have adjusted your, your boat speed depending on which way the current's going too. So they're all talking about it as as um, as the event goes through. And you just mentioned even with men's slalom, um, this year Saturday Saturday is basically all slalom. So from I think eight o'clock in the morning through till I think about three o'clock in the afternoon is slalom. So the people who ski at eight o'clock in the morning might have low tide where people who ski in the afternoon might have high tide so it's really relevant you're not really going to get too much feedback off a skier who skis early compared to a skier who skis late wow and i think that's what really makes moomba such a challenge because it's not like oh we've got a little bit of a headwind coming this way and it's going to be staying there all day you've got the tides to worry about you've got the water to worry about you've got the wind to worry about you've got the crowd to worry about it's just so many things from a skier's point of view um that goes through your mind as 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 you're coming into course indeed indeed let's uh let's focus in on women's tricks probably the most competitive event out there i mean you've got erica you've got neely you've got anna you've got Paige, you've got uh, sasha uh you've got uh alia young hanifer uh, in 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 the, in the mix as well, and then you've got European uh, women's trick champion Alicia Bagnoli in that list as well. So I mean, it it is it it is probably one of one of the the most competitive events out there. I reckon this is going to be out of all the events, out of 
men's and women's, every event, women's tricks is going to be the hardest one to pick by far. And I look, I don't even know. I, I couldn't even give you a, a a guess because, as I said, you've got you've got Erica, Neely, Anna, top three, all capable of tricking over ten thousand points. It's it's. I think women's tricks is going to be the event to watch. Oh yeah. And as I said, as I said, and if you make a mistake, you could you could think these three are going to be oh yeah, guaranteed to go through, but with that now, semi-finals, a cut of six through to the finals. If you make one mistake, if you don't read that river correctly, if you have that slight roller as your as your as you're jumping that wake and and you miss and you miss air, you miss that timing. You're you're down. You may not make that final. You, well, you might have made the semi in previous years. This year, you may be out in in, in round one. Yeah, because I mean, you approach the trick course, and I mean, I mean, you might have the perfect w- wakes coming up right up to the Swan Swan Bridge, but then then a few yards afterwards, the wake could just like drop out completely out of sight for the, yeah. for the skiers, and then that then they they you get what you get, you know. Yeah, there's nothing really. You can't really change too much once you're in course because, yeah, the, the trick course actually is quite short. So once you take off from under the Swan Street Bridge and you head under the bridge, you sort of get in, you get a bit of a feel for the wakes and the 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 course crew guys, um, Dave and Pud, they actually put in um, a backwash system across. So where the commentary tower is, where the, the video recorder is, there's actually all a, a full backwash system along that solid Basically, during the during the normal weeks, it's a solid um, concrete edge. So they wow. put in that backwash system to try and uh, reduce those rollers. So, again, it, 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 different times of the day, depending on the tides, those rollers will change and those in, entry rollers into the trick course will change. All right, then. Let's switch gears a little bit. Women's jump. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, I I don't I don't think I, I don't think anyone that uh, that has studied this sport or is or is, or has even uh, occasionally glanced at women's jump can 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 disagree with the whole notion that you know that Jacinta Carroll is just head and shoulders above everyone else coming into this event, and it would seem that everyone else is fighting for second. Yeah, and it sort of hurts. It hurts women's jump a little bit with Jacinta because she is that she is so far ahead of everyone else. But you know what? Um, it's going to come a time when when she's she she gives it up or whether she she um, she wants to move on from skiing. But look, we hope she certainly hope she doesn't because she she is a phenomenon to watch. And the crowd, as I said before, do get behind her. But when you've got Sasha, you got Taryn, you got um, Valentina, um, all sitting there behind her. You make a mistake, and Moomba's one of those things. You've seen guys like Freddy Krueger go out there and, and miss kick jumps. You very rarely see Jacinta do it, but can she be that consistent, Tony? I well, think she can she, be, but... She's proved it every year since 2013, where she, and yeah. she hasn't lost a single tournament that she that yeah. she's competed in since that year. Yeah. But there's always going to be someone there pipping at your heels and trying to get there. And it's good to see Sasha um, making it out here this year as well. Um, but yeah, I like money, money's definitely on Jacina and she, she wants to put on a performance for the home crowd and that's what she does every time she comes out, she gets the crowd pumped up. It, it's, it's what she does. And, she's and, she, def- and, and you know, the good, the good thing about Jacina is, is she'll always go out there and she'll always want to compete, not only to beat the other competition, but also to, to compete against herself. Cause she wants to be up there competing with the boys as I think she will be on, I'm pretty, is she night jumping? 
I'm not quite sure if she's night jumping this year or not, but um, she loves competing against against herself, trying to better herself every time. And look, she'll she'll go out there if she wins it on jump one, she will still every time back it up with jump two and jump three. It doesn't appear that she is among our night jumpers, but she's definitely uh, head and shoulders above everyone else. Now, uh, did you did you see one of her latest Instagram posts? I mean, she was like she was like going from a jump set to a weight training set. You know, I mean. I mean, she is she is as strong as an ox. I can tell you. I mean, I, c- I couldn't even lift one of the plates that goes on the bars that uh, that that Jacinta uh, manage- manages to push up about overhead. I mean, she is just absolutely just fit fitness. Uh, you know, right off the chains on that one. So I mean, we're definitely looking looking forward to seeing Jacinta Carroll uh, in in the jump event and uh, see what pals out on that one. But <laughs> yeah, for sure. Men's jump, uh, Ryan Dodd. Uh, I mean, what can we say? I mean, he, he's 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 the world champion, world record holder. He's here to make a statement, you know. And I mean, uh, over the last last couple of seasons, he's barely competed. He's competed in less than half a dozen competitions. He's been fighting injuries and that kind of stuff. But when he when he is able to get out in the, out in the water, he 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 really comes through in the clutch, and uh, and I, and I believe it's going to be no different here on the era. Oh yeah, I think so. I think you, you, your money's definitely there on Ryan if if, if you're a betting person. But um, he just looks so dialed in. He knows Moonbar. He he can make those adjustments so quickly. Um, you talk to him after. I mean, we've interviewed him a couple of times after he's come back, and he go, he, he just says the slightest change makes such a big difference um, in jump in a, on a normal site. Here at Moomba, a slight change can mean you, you, you're going for it, and you're going big, or you or you're, you're back on your heels because of the way the conditions are. But you know what, Taylor is going to be right there. He was right there with him last year. Yeah, um, Dorian as well. The two young guys will be they'll be pushing Ryan. Um, going back, I saw I saw a recent post. We put it up on the Moomba Facebook page of um, back in twenty. I think it was about twenty thirteen. 2013-2014 when Tim Bradstreet won. Um, he went out there off a 5.6 ramp, put a 65.7 metre jump or something out there and won because of the pressure he put on on Freddie who then couldn't back it up and, and, and get the score. But um, you never know. These these kids, Dorian, Taylor, um, Tobias, I haven't seen Tobias uh, jumping at six foot, um, six foot yet. But even Archie Davis last year, the young Australian, um, he he pressed it. He he pushed as hard as he could, jumping, yeah, sort of almost mid sixties. Um, I th- yeah, I I think men's jump's going to be a little bit closer than what a lot of people say. But as you said, Ryan's definitely the 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 one to watch in men's jump. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Taylor Garcia. Now he is someone that I'll be looking very closely at because the last time he jumped in anger in the competition was at LA Night Jam uh, last uh, in June of last season. Sustained an injury in the elimination round, made it to the final, jumped in the final, uh, didn't get much out the ramp in the final, and 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 after that point, he basically uh, uh, phoned it in for the for the remainder of the season. Didn't compete at all. So this. This is essentially his first major tournament back on back on the water, uh, competing against the world's best, and uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see if he, if the rehab that he's that he's had uh, after that tournament last season and in the off season has has yielded uh, any, anything good for him. 
Yeah, I think Taylor Taylor will be prepared this year. As you said, he, he had that injury sort of towards the middle of last season, but I think he'll be prepared up. He loves. I mean, Taylor's been coming here since he was since 2013, um, since he was here for the Junior Worlds, and knowing Taylor, he loves the crowd. He he'll lap it up as he heads down every year. He gets the crowd pumped up and get, gets gets the crowd behind him. Um, well, you don't sort of see that from Ryan. So, yeah, maybe Taylor can can work on that Melbourne crowd and, and, and get that little bit of an edge, I reckon. But, yeah, uh, who knows? Is a jump's going to be – men's jump's going to be – again, it's going to be tighter than what people expect it to be, I think. All right, then. So we've gone through the events and everything. I mean, and, and I mean, the the overall competitions will resolve themselves as they as as they as they as they typically do. You know, I mean the uh, I mean the likes of uh, Sasha Denyushkaya will will no doubt be be putting up some scores in all three events. Rob Hazelwood, I touched upon as an overall skier. Louis Duplan Freiber is uh, is is in the mix as well for overall. So I mean, we're so I mean we'll be looking for some uh, decent performances uh, from them on the. The early part of the season but uh uh jared, uh jared i mean it's been great talking to you i mean uh, uh yeah. look at looking forward to this event you know and i mean and and i mean it i mean i ha- i have to say that the position that you're in at the moomba masters year after year getting to commentate at the early part of the season i mean it is absolutely the dream position i mean and it and it's and it's actually led to to great careers going forwards afterwards because i mean i i remember the commentaries from from mark beretta all right so yeah. from the moomba masters and guess where he is right now he's 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 on the sofa at uh at at at, at seven network sunrise you know uh commentating on commentating on sports and traveling to the summer olympics the winter olympics the world cup all all of that kind of stuff so do you harbor those aspirations there Look, it's it's a little bit different than than I guess back when Mark was around. Mark did a fantastic job doing his commentary and what he did uh, what he did for Moomba back in all those years. But um, I mean, everyone everyone says we post stuff on social media about um, about the event, and, and you ask anyone anyone in Melbourne about Moomba, they always say, "Oh yeah, the water skiing that they used to be on TV. Why is it not on TV anymore?" Um, we would love to have it back on on national TV here, and even if it was for them, just for Monday, just for the finals finals part. We were actually at um, at our ski lake at Mawala, um, which is about three and a half hours out of Melbourne, uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were looking through some old videos, and actually found some of the old Moomba videos. One went back to 1995 on the old VCR, and we had a couple of old VCRs there from um, from the old jump measuring system. And we thought, oh, let's play a couple. And it was just, it's just amazing going back and watching what they used to do and, and having it on national TV and, and the sponsorship deals that used to come from it and, and the way the event, that sort of brought everyone together. What were you doing? You'd sit, you'd might watch, you might watch the, the skiing on the Saturday and go, oh, let's go and watch it live. So then they, they'd then come in on the Sunday. And that's what we did. That's how I got into skiing. Literally, we, we'd watch it and then all of a sudden you go, oh, let's go down and we went and sat on the banks for years, and never in my mind did I ever think um, that one day I'm lucky enough I got to ski in juniors and, and I've jumped a couple of of, um, of night jumps and the rest of it at Moomba. But to be here now in the position I'm in, being able to commentate the biggest water ski event in the world is, yeah, it's it's certainly a dream. Certainly, certainly. And also what happens in conjunction with Moomba is the Australian Water Ski and Wakeboard Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. Isn't that right? 
Yeah, correct. I, I'm not quite sure if it's every year. I think it's every second year that, that they're doing that now. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, every, yeah, the, the Hall of Fame, getting all the all the people that have been around, especially in Australia, all the ex Australian skiers that 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 skied at Moomba back in the the eighties, the nineties, um, being out on site. That's one of the things that the the people don't get, and and you don't get it until you've experienced Moomba um, on site. The juniors, of course, Thursday, Friday, the prequel to the Opens. Once you start getting the open skiers turning down, especially when they come in on like this year, they'll be coming in on Friday. Um, the atmosphere just starts to build as the, as, as the professional athletes come down and you get the likes of uh, Nate comes down. You just feel, and you get the likes of Ryan died and, and Pat O'Font and all of those top skiers coming down. The kids love it too. All the young kids, maybe not being the top seeds, but those younger, uh, young Australian kids, they sort of just, they, they, they get a bit, they get a bit more excited because they know what's going to be happening over the next three days. It's just, it's, it's awesome to watch and you can't really explain it until you're there watching it live and, and getting to see um, all these athletes, the pilgrimage down the arrow that we see. And yeah, it's, it's something special. Yeah. And, and it's, and I can certainly sound, uh, I can definitely t- uh, tell by the tone of your voice. I mean, you're absolutely excited and giddy at the prospect oh. of Moomba coming round. You know, it's only just a few days away. And for those of you that, uh, that would like to see the Moomba Masters, it's on moombamasters.com.au. There's a link to the webcast there. And also, uh, there, there is also condensed coverage of the, uh, the Moomba Masters. Uh, it goes out on Foxtel, doesn't it, a few weeks afterwards? Correct. Yeah. So after after the event, uh, after the event, uh, Anthony from Late Night Media he gets through and he cuts or edits all the Monday footage, and then we go into the studios. There normally Rob and I'll go into the studios about a week week a week and a half later, and then we'll do the voiceovers um, for that TV show. It goes for about an hour and it goes all over the world. So I remember I was over on a work conference in Thailand. Back in two thousand and what I mean, two thousand and thirteen, twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. and we got to the hotel, and lo and behold, here's Moomba on the TV in Thailand, <laughs> and myself commentating behind it. So, so yeah, after ten years, mate, you um, you, you, we've seen some things, and there's certainly more things to see. And as, as I said earlier, this field, the field here in twenty twenty three, is is something special. We're still missing a lot of the top guys too, which we didn't mention before. Um, there's a lot of top skiers that aren't making their way here. Um, and you know what? It, it's it's their sort of bad luck to miss out on these events because every single person that comes to Moomba says, no matter what, no matter how they ski, no matter what happens, we will come back each and every year. And I think that's, that's one of the things. And once you've experienced it, you want to keep experiencing Moomba. Indeed, indeed. All right then, Jared uh, Jared Faro. I hope I pronounced that right this time. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. This, this 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 time around. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. And uh, do you want to uh, get a brief uh, shout out and acknowledgement uh, to, uh, to to your associates, whoever uh, the uh, the floor is yours. Uh, look, it's, as I said, jump onto the movermasters.com.au website. Join us on the webcast. Uh, as we say. 
give us a shout out if you if you want to know if you want to say hello to an athlete that you, that you're following and you're on the webcast or even just throughout the throughout the next week um we'll, we'll do what we can to to pump them up for you um a big thank you to everyone that puts on moomba um from all of the judges that that come out the chief judge jeff smith this year he's been doing it for for a number of years all of the boat drivers and as i said the organization that goes in from the Victorian Water Ski Association, um, hats off to them because I certainly don't want to be in their position when it comes to when things start to go wrong. But they do a fantastic job, um, like like any tournament. It, 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 it's uh, it's uh, quite a well-greased machine, Moomba is. And, yeah, it's just going to be a pleasure to bring uh, 2023 to all of our water ski fans, wherever you are around the world. So, yeah, jo- join in, join us. Um, yeah, we'll see you on there. All right, then. That was Jared Faro, and this is Tony Lightfoot for the TWBC podcast. And as is the the typical sign-off, I will say ciao for now, and uh, be sure to check out the latest edition of the TWBC podcast. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.